black women be like i'm a pretty independent and strong woman and i speak my mind and so we finally saw a second black person up and we felt like we just seen jesus dark-skinned women and light-skinned women how they're represented use our arts to embrace women and embrace our own sexuality too let me get a quick drink real quick there's that struggle to to prove that i can make it at this to prove that you know this is what i really want to do and i'm good at it <laughs> i'm dark and beautiful you're listening to black women be like and today we're speaking to poetra santewa of ghana who's just released her new ep motherfuckitude i'm your host andiswa and here's track one from motherfuckitude titled the naked listeners Sex sells faster than coke. Offer sex on a platter and see people scramble for it. Show some skin, show some ass, show some boobs, and wham, sells faster than anything. Oh, come on, sex does not sell the deep. You know, the deep stuff, what's different about you? You want that extra oomph. If you want to be heard, you have to show some skin, you have to show some ass and boobs. Nothing sells as fast as sex. Sex does not sell. We want something different, something deep, something, you know, we are tired of hearing the normal things, seeing the normal things. We have to show some skin and bum, that's it. Everybody's attention is on you. Just something different. Talk about ethical stuff. Talk about societal stuff. They only hear you when you speak anew. They only hear you when you show them new. They never want to hear you when it's about the people. Never want to hear you when it's about the country. Never want to hear you. Never want to hear you. They only hear you when you speak in nude. They only hear you when you show them nude. They never want to hear you when it's about the people. Never want to hear you when it's about the country. Never want to hear you. Never want to hear you. I swear I have no panties on. Standing on the podium preaching about unification. Talking about how the masses have been destabilized and how we need to quarantine the brilliant in order to enforce a revolution. And somehow, nobody hears a thing. But let me say that I swear I have no panties on and suddenly, I have your attention. I was born in a generation where many of us live in an nonchalant mood. Living life in the go-slow-speed section because we consider our personal freedom as untouchable entities. The average boy is walking in his peer's shadow, waiting for an opportunity to say, Man, that's dope. The average girl is wondering how cute Hi, she Sandra. looks in her tall boyfriend's <laughs> How are you doing? Hi, I'm great. It's, it's, it's good to be here again from Black Women Be Like. I'm so happy to have you back on the show. Yeah, and I think the last time when you told us about the album, I was really keen to have you back just to chat to us about your EP, especially with the name. It was such like a a strong, jarring name. I wanted to know more about the album, but I also wanted to see what would come out of your EP. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, so the, the EP was released um, two weeks ago online, and um, 
I was a bit worried first about the title and <laughs> people's reactions, but I, I, I put a lot of thought into deciding if I wanted it to be called Motherfucker to You. And so I actually have two titles. So there's Motherfucker to You and there's a subtitle, The Naked Ones, in, in case I, I had to resort to something that was around the people. But the, the response has been great and and immediately people hear motherfucker to you, they, they, they assume it's supposed to be like a bad word or like, you know, like you have some kind of attitude. But it, it, it just means um, being able to rise above everything. It's, that's, that's what it means. It means just just deciding I'm not going to let anything else push me down. I'm going to go ahead and do what I think is right or do what my heart desires. So that, that's, or speak the truth and let it be. And that's what motherfucker to you means. And so it's 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 been, it's been the past few weeks has been great. The response has been great. It hasn't died out, and I'm quite happy about that. And yeah, I think when I was doing also my own research, I just saw how much of a response you've received for it. And I mean, like I said, I love the I love the EP. I feel like it's it's just as unapologetic as its name. And I felt like it was really relevant to me as like a, a woman and as a black woman. There's a lot of questions that brought up. There's a lot of interpretations that I could like that I could draw for myself. And I felt like it called out a lot of BS in us as people and also in like the society that we're in. But at the same time, it was really it was insecure in some places. It was vulnerable. It was unknowing. So it wasn't preaching, but I got so much from it. Like I still felt like I was called out. So <laughs> I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah. Yes, and and it boils back to the choosing of the title because it took me it took me months to decide on the title, and it's just my way of saying because well there's some things I feel I need that need to be said, yeah. and some things I need to be questioned. Yes, yes, yes. So um, this I have my favorites and I want to know more about them. So my first favorite is the Naked Listeners, which is track one actually on, um, <laughs> um, you know, in the beginning we. I think it's like you and someone else and you're talking about six cells and uh, like, no, we want something deep, you know? And I'm just wondering, exactly. you know, that beginning and that, that, that track, is it a commentary on like the poetry industry, on society, you know, that struggle to be real, but also sell and make a living out of being a woman artist um, and the expectations that are placed on women, like, oh no, show some boobs, show some ass, like you say. Um, what was the thinking behind that track, especially its beginning? And you go on, and it's it's almost like you also make commentary on other things. And I'm just wondering, you know, the inspiration behind the track. What is the track trying to say? Okay, so the beginning was um, a commentary on, on not just the poetry industry, but the entertainment industry as a whole, or even the world view, because women are used to sell everything in. The- well, pretty much everything, from soaps to blades, everything. Women are used to sell everything. <laughs> but everything, women are used to sell everything. But when it comes to um, women fighting for certain things, it's a, it's a different thing altogether. We're only good for our bodies, which which is how, where the, it comes in. But then the, the entire poem tries to address how it's just surface value and that we should be much more than surface value because in the end, it's what's inside that's going to eventually tell us, not just the surface value. And so that that's pretty much what the poem is about. It means that we're only willing to listen when we can see something, but not when it goes deeper than that. 
Yeah, and you also, it's not just looking at women per se, but you also you also look at, I mean, one of the things you say in the poem is that there's the average boy is living in the shadow of his friend, wanting to say, man, oh, that's dope. And the girl wearing her tall boyfriend's white tee and wondering if she looks cute in it. And one of that I found really interesting is the boy who's driving around in mom's car, mooching dad's, mooching dad's sweats. He says he wants, <laughs> he says he wants, a really educated girl, but if you ask him, you'll just find that he just wants to see some ass. <laughs> exactly. It's like, because, even now, because women, a lot of women are, you know, being more open to feminism, you, you get some people saying, okay, let me say I'm a feminist. Maybe she'll like me. And then they do say that, you, then they, 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 they think to you, be passionate about what you believe in. And you're like, okay, you know, I, I just said that to get you. Can we like just get to the part where, so that's, <laughs> that's, that's where it is now. And it's, it's, it started from a very small place. We say that we, we want people for what they are, they, they really are, but it's just really the surface value that we're interested in. And it should be much, much more than that. Yes, it should be. And then another favorite I have is No Panties. And I think, is it like inspired by an Erica Badu track where she has that, that snit, snippet as well? Annie? No, no, no. Yes, yeah. yes. I sampled it. Erica's Annie. Yes. Annie. Yes. Don't wear no panties. Annie. Don't wear no panties. I saw them in the bathroom stall I was there when she took them all not about the bondage of the panties is naive. Forgive her. She who knows about the panties and knows not that it is a bondage is asleep. Teach her. She who knows about the bondage of the panties and worse than not is free. Emulate her. For what looked more beautiful than a freed bird and fly? Rebel with the hot sauce. Rebel with no sauce. Rebel inciting wars. Rebel defying boxed laws. Rebel painting hope out of her deep sores. Rebel building houses out of closed doors. Rebel making beggars out of lords. Rebel purging drawers by pulling down drawers. Everybody swears they know what's right for Annie better than Annie herself does. They tell her, wear granny panties or G-strings. Wear lace panties or boy shorts. Slip on a good old thong so the booty will pop. But Annie cares not what everybody swears they know because... Don't wear no pants.
<laughs> I needed to, to educate me on the bondage of panties because I am naive. <laughs> I am asleep. When you say that, <laughs> she doesn't understand bondage of panties. I was just like, oh my gosh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think the past few weeks, the question that I have been commonly asked is if I have panties on. And I keep laughing because... <laughs> The the panties is supposed to be a metaphor for, you know, whatever restricts us, whatever we put in between society's views of what we are supposed to be, anything that comes in the way between who we really are as women. It's this piece is entirely for women. And it's just to tell us that we, we need to be ourselves. We don't need anybody to tell us how to be ourselves. And, the, and it's 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 what you value that matters, not what other people think should matter to you that matters. And so um, that's the entire inspiration for it. So as long as you believe in yourself and you believe in your values, you, you are free. You know the bondage of the panties and you, you don't live by it. You don't live by society's rule. You don't live by somebody else's rule. You live by your own rule. Yeah. And I feel like that, that panties metaphor captures it so well because there's so much that women get told. I mean, one of the things you say is like, wear granny panties, wear a thong so your ass pops. And it's just like, you know how you're told to be a good girl? No, be a sexy girl. Yeah, like there's so many boxes that women have. And it can be so pressuring to be like, oh, be a good girl. But no, don't be too good. Be sexy too. Be all these things. You know what I mean? So um, I really like that. And I really love the end where you say, but she's brilliant and she's unapologetic and she doesn't wear any panties. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly the message I'm trying to bring across. So it's been great. I think that that's a lot of people's favorites, and I'm I'm glad it's my it's one of my favorites too. So. <laughs> we become art in an attempt to skip the death chair. We become poets in an attempt to skip shrink sessions. We become rappers in an attempt to transform our manifestos into a way of being. We become nuanced in an attempt to get the bigger picture. We tether our humanity to doing good for looking good's sake. One man's sorrow is another man's headline. To become a blowout success from another man's tragedy. Be your brother's keeper becomes feed of your brother's pain. We are rewriting the scriptures in blood. We are Judas Iscariot all over again. We juxtapose our monsters with our inner child and expect the purity of that inner child to triumph over our own evil. But we forget that sometimes children are monsters too. We are so fixated on balancing ourselves on the thin line between epic and tragic that I'm fine becomes a motive. I'm fine, said in a drawl so automated you can taste the unbelief wafting off the tips of our tongues. We tie the love for our country to a chair and torture it with politics. We starve it and bribe it, teach it tricks and parade it as party politics. We hung love by a noose and suffocate it. We torture it with variations of, it's not you, it's me talk. With when I said I loved you in April, in that moment, no word has ever. Um, I'd like for you to just chat to us about is mask, masks 
common is. Yeah, in the beginning, I felt like it was it was really capturing um, the feeling of depression. And I feel like depression is something that's so pervasive and we miss so much. Um, and I'd really like to know if that's what you were talking about, because I felt like that poem, that first part of the poem captures, you know, the, the whole um, the explanation of what it feels like to be depressed and how the I'm fine is not is not real. It's not a real I'm fine. And um, you also talk about party politics and you talk about love and how it's changing. You know, in April, your words could not be so true. And in October, you don't love me no more. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, depression is the inspiration for mass commonness. But I try to um, fuse the, some of the, the factors that, that motivate the feeling of depression. And it could be could be from love. It could be from the economy because it could be it could be from anything. There are so many reasons that people couldn't press. But then in in our side of the world, we try so hard to label to not even label our feelings as depression. We we don't want to call it depression. Like we we don't even want to believe that depression exists in black people. And we try so hard to to neglect it or to belittle it. And in the, and in the process of trying too hard, we end up making it a bigger mess than it was. And so that's what mask commonness means. I'm really glad you, you tackled yeah, depression, especially how you say that in black culture, it's not something we accept as being a disease. It's not something we're willing to accept as a problem. And I think we've all, maybe this year, it's just become, you know, depression has just become so... I don't know, so pervasive in, in black communities are starting to see that we need to start talking about it, particularly in South Africa. And I'm just wondering if the reason we haven't been able to say, oh, I'm depressed is because, you know, you can't even afford medical facilities for little things. So now how are you going to explain that you're you're depressed and you need treatment for it? So there could be so many things, and I'm just glad that we're talking about it, and even in your poetry you talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, just two tracks as well. Um, POA. What does POA stand for? Power of the Artist. Power of the Artist. Oh, okay. And um, there's another one, which is your poetry and shit. And I was just like trying to reconcile these two poems because in POA, you say the job of the artist is to think out loud. <laughs> your tongue becomes public property the moment you make a sound. And I felt like that was saying that, you know, poetry has power and the poet has, has a sort of a social responsibility. And then you go to your poetry and shit and you're like, no, your poetry is not going to change the world. It's not going to change the country. <laughs> So how do I reconcile poetry? Poetry can't save the world. Poetry can't save the world. Poetry can't save the world. Save the church, save the economy, save the people, save you and me. Poetry can't save the world. Save the church, save the economy, save the people, save you and me. Poetry ain't shit. Your poetry isn't worth a dime. Your poetry won't put food on my table. It won't soothe the midnight blues. It won't change the world. It won't be the lone voice perfectly transcribing the story of my life. It won't revolutionize the status quo. It won't be the quantum leap to a confused generation 
It won't be the therapeutic pathway to my mental freedom. It won't be the worst that make me wonder if you live in my head. Poetry? Your poetry? It ain't shit. With your false lines and packed words, you team homophones and similar words together in the name of rhyme. Rhyming a thousand dough with cousin Joe when not a single person in your family bears that name. Using words only the dictionary knows exists. Your only claim to success is an online published poem with 50 comments in three days. Poetry? Your poetry? It ain't shit. With your religious words and biblical references, you tell me to stay sober and be the change. When all your Jesus ever drank was wine. With your rising voice and pronounced gestures, you tell me to be the revolution. Oh, I see. All talk, no action, nigga. So I should wade through the storm so you can write beautifully about the experience. Pseudo profundity is your middle name. Living life with a microscopic lens and seeing things bigger than they really are. You speak of heartbreaks as if the molecules of your being were being carved out. You write about love in a magical realm, as if an extra layer of fat were caging your warm heart. You speak of joint orgasms in such perfect lyricism, when in reality, your partner's orgasms are scared to venture outside of their body's poetry. Your poetry? It ain't shit. <laughs> okay, okay, so the first one, yes, Power of the Artist, um, it, it was inspired by um, the, 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 well, the poetry industry and the art industry, pretty much. It, it's like, um, like, there's a point in my life where I felt like artists do not know the impact of their, their craft. It's like, we are very important, we are very important in our society, and it's very important that we know how important we are so that we know the impact that we can make. He talks about. And poetry and shit is actually, um, uh, um, what's the word? It's a sarcastic piece, um, which was birthed because, um, one time a friend, a friend said, a friend was telling one of his friends, Oh, do you know poetry? She does really good poetry. And he was like, what poetry? Poetry and shit. And he gave a list of reasons why poetry and poetry was no big deal. And it, this, this poem was my way of telling him that even the way he said poetry and shit, that was poetry. And that we assume poetry is just being on stage and throwing your hands and doing this. But poetry is a way of life. Poetry is communication. Poetry is just looking across the room and speaking or showing something. And it doesn't, and they don't have to box poetry into a person being on stage and raising her hands or using metaphors. Poetry is just life. And so it's a sarcastic piece. So at the end, it says, poetry tells me in a poem how poetry won't save the world. So he's telling me poetry shit, but he's saying it as a poem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he's saying it as a poem as well. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, thank you so much for a beautiful EP and a wonderful interview. I'm so glad we got to speak to you and just like unpack all the poems. And I think the thing I love about poetry is it's open to interpretation. Um, but it's it's always nice to catch poets when they're alive to know what they were trying to say in their poetry. So that we know generations from now when we're reading poetry, I sent our this is what she was trying to educate us on. But thank you so much, yeah, for coming on to the show. And thank you so much for Motherfucker Seed. I'm so happy that we have something like that coming out from an artist on the continent. And a woman artist at that. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> has it been accepted a while, even back home as well, being like a, I think it's a very womanist album as well. So I'm just wondering what has been the, you know, reception back home? The response has been overwhelming, in fact. It has been. Um, I was expecting a, a good response, but this has been great. It's, it's been all over. It's been on the radio. It's been all over the internet. And I had a live show of it um, on Friday, um, which is the 16th of October. And there was a fully packed event um, attended by a, a lot of people. And so I'm... I'm Still overwhelmed, and I think I think it's it, it will even go further, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think it. Will. I really see it going further as well. And um, what can we expect from you? I mean, you say it will even go further. I mean, are you hinting towards future plans? What can our listeners expect from Poetry Santua in the future? Any projects you're working on? <laughs> well, um, I hopefully EP goes. Um, further, as in not just Ghana, not circulating in just Ghana, but every and some more African countries. But originally, I am a poet and a writer as well, and I am working on a, a a book and some other projects. Um, the subject actually is depression, and so I'm doing some research and. I'm I'm looking forward to giving out the details when everything is concrete. But yeah, I have um two major projects coming up in recent, so I'll let you know. Look out for it, yeah. Oh great. <laughs> great. We're we're your biggest supporters, so please let us know and we'll we'll tell as all our listeners about it. We're excited for you. And how can people get hold of the EP? I see it on your SoundCloud. Yes, on my SoundCloud. It's going to be on iTunes. Um, so anybody from SoundCloud and iTunes. All right, thank you. Thank you again for coming on, Asantewa. I really appreciate you coming on again to touch the Thank you. You've been listening to Black Women Be Like. He said I love you to make up for mistakes. I say I love you to make way for mistakes. He says I love you, baby, sit for Say I love you, baby, I want you know we're near Isn't it both love, baby? Isn't it all love, baby? Red or blue, baby, black or white Love is gonna thrive as long as we can make it work Red or blue, baby, black or white Ta-da, 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 ta-da